Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nightmares Podcast, where we talk about all things horror, movies, comics, games, everything that's horror, we talk about it. What are we talking about today, Brandon? All right, all right. Get this, guys. Aliens. <laughs> Except not aliens. So we're talking exactly. about non-alien slash predator alien movies. Yes, we are talking about alien movies in the horror genre, or horror-adjacent genres. But off-limits are the movies from the Alien franchise and its constituents, such as Predator. Nice. So does that also mean Terminator's also not allowed? Yes. It's not an Alien movie, but technically they're involved. Yeah. Which is so stupid. I still remember when I showed you that comic and you were so excited going into it and just as disappointed as I was coming out of it. It was really stupid. Some things are better left as an idea rather than an actual practicality. Oh, no, I could write a story that would make it work, but you just don't overcomplicate the Terminator aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that checks out. All right, um, so who wants to go first? Zach, this is probably really hard hard for you, so I want you to go first. Because he loves Predator and Alien. I'm... So yeah, I want to talk about my favorite alien movie called Aliens Resurrection. <laughs> Dude, we don't have fucking four hours. Just because to do this wish again. it wasn't in continuity doesn't mean it's not. I actually don't mind Alien Resurrection. Dude. The... Aliens, so the first four alien movies, I enjoy them. I wish we, got, I wish we would have got the Earth War storyline instead of Alien 3, but I still enjoy Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection. In fact, we actually got a really good game for Alien Resurrection. But anyways, for anybody who wants to hear us talk hey, hey, about... Hey, Mark, what, what are we not here to talk yeah, about? Alien. <laughs> and, and you know what? I don't have four hours to dedicate that. For anybody who wants to hear our thoughts, or mostly Zach and Brandon's thoughts on Alien, you can go ahead and check out our Alien podcast that we did for Alien Day. Uh, my, the uh, we, We'll go ahead. I will actually send you the link uh, so you can put it in the description below. Actually, you the link. In the description below. I don't know why I assume that it's always Brandon's thing, but I will send it to yeah, you. He doesn't it, touch the uploads. Yeah, if, if it's not crypt keeping, I'm not touching the upload. Fair enough. So I will send you the link. So no more talking about Alien. Yeah, I was thinking on this, and I mean, there's a lot of okay basic ones out there. Like, there's the thing and shit like that. But I'm like, yeah, I, I like it. We've but talked I like about it. the thing. Yeah. Um, th- there's a really good movie out there that I've talked about, I think, once on this podcast. I think it was for our 25 Horror Movie October special of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this movie called Zaram. It's a Japanese movie that was made, I want to say, either in the late 80s or early 90s. And it's essentially this bounty hunter is going around, you know, she, you know, hunts, you know, intergalactic monsters and stuff. And one of these monsters lands on Earth. And it's just kind of in this weird pocket dimension thing or whatever and she has to fight it but it's this really cool fucking alien monster badass that's able to rip and tear through an army of intergalactic soldiers like it's fucking nothing and yeah it looks cool um it's got this weird flat shaped head kind of a little uh razor eye socket and it has this protruding you know porcelain japanese style face thing that it uses to like fuck with people as well it's got this nice cool shotgun it wears a trench coat it's a really fucking awesome movie and a real badass creature. I believe there's an anime of this uh, movie as well at some point. I don't know how deep it goes into this character specifically, but it is a really, you know, entertaining movie. Um, one of these days I do want to check out the show, but 
if there is an alien that I do enjoy out there, I think that's one of the more unique ones and cool ones out there. If you haven't seen it, the movie is Zaram. Again, uh, check it out. I believe there's actually a copy of it on YouTube in English dub. The English dub is horrible, but still, <laughs> it's still a fun movie. Uh, it sounds like a horrible English dub would be part of the fun. That is a good point. Sure, but, I mean, well, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, very obscure movie, but a very fucking awesome movie. Um, the, uh, my second favorite alien, um, the flood from Halo. Oh, dude, that's a, that's a good fucking one. Yeah, the flood are fucking vicious. They are just an ancient race of beings and they essentially completely wiped out the galaxy of all life. And it wasn't, if it wasn't for this race called the Forerunners, just completely wiping everything clean and restarting everything over the, 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 the fucking just whole human race everything all life in the galaxy would have been fucked like these guys just take over everything use your knowledge and memories and just make themselves smarter and just essentially become these ultimate badasses of the universe and the way they take over you is they like you're still technically alive as they take over you and it's like the most painful process in the world it's fucking horrifying and awesome and i wish they would make just a single horror themed halo game where i don't know maybe you're a marine or something like that or hell even an elite Trying to survive an onslaught of fucking flood-infested creatures or something like that. That would be fucking awesome. I wish we could get something like that. In fact, I believe one studio wanted to do that, but nothing ever happened with it because fun games these days are just not allowed. Dude, talk about a fucking mood, man. You know, I, Brandon, I apologize. I know you're not the biggest video game person, so you might not understand this, but the uh, when I played that first game, I think I was like 10 or 11 when I played the first game. And, and I was like six or so, and I and I, re, and I remember like just what a like tone shift, it tone was. shift, and music, per- everything, and perfect. Like it's that Halo is the ultimate space adventure. It has every genre of, of space adventure. Yeah. It's action, it's drama, it's horror. The, Absolutely, uh, the, and, and like and that particular level, um, you know, all the designs that are around it, the sound effects are fucking. You know that's that's something, Brandon, from a sound engineering perspective that you absolutely love. Just how it gets you in that tone, and even because half of the level is you don't see anything. Like half no, the level, you don't know what the fuck. You don't have zero idea about what. There's the fuck's no going. elites around for that entire zero. level. Like you're just like, what the fuck is going on? All the grunts and jackals are scared shitless. You can't get in contact with anybody. Anybody, you're, and you're, it, like the music goes from mystery like action mystery to like sinister and you're like what and also everything's darkened and actually you know what the, in, in, if i don't if i remember correctly for the for a large portion of that it wasn't there wasn't any music at all it was tones it was just tones it was like it was like synthesizers and everything else it wasn't so actual. in the so in the beginning there was music and then like once you get like a little bit into the swamp level, yeah, then everything just kind of it, it essentially just becomes ambience. Yeah, and and um uh, and yeah, you walk through the whole level and you end up running into that one soldier who's lost his fucking mind. Yeah, the um uh, and you know you just are trying to piece together and you don't really piece it together until you actually get find a dead marine that has a video recorder on him and you watch the recording playback and I just remember. Being 10 and fucking, like, listening to this playback, I'm like, what in the actual fuck is going on? This is insane. Like, this this is beyond insane. Like, because it does, it, there's a huge dynamic shift. But it was so good for the story at the time because, because it was getting a little, the threats the, and the, the tension wasn't there. Like, it really just became a, 
it was just them trying to figure out like you know what this weapon is and how to use it against the covenant when in fact what the real story was about was not using the weapon at all because of what you would find down in the basement of this fucking thing. It's yeah, like the weapon was used to kill everything else so the flood couldn't spread. It, it, it kind of reminded me of, of like, not as dramatic of a shift from, from, from dusk till dawn. Like, you know, you think you're watching one story when you're, in fact, you're watching a completely different story. And then the, pretty much the entire level after that was just trying to escape from the flood and get the, get the fuck off the ring. Yeah. Find the captain if he's alive and then blow up the ring and get off the ring as quickly as possible to make sure that the flood doesn't spread off of there. Yeah, because it was the first time in history I'd ever encountered space zombies. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's they like, are. I'd seen zombies before, but space zombies? They're, like They basically start out as, as space... Like it's, it's kind of a weird thing. It's kind of a, a, a mix between zombies and invasion of the body snatchers. Like, it starts out... It's a hell of a lot more violent. It's extremely much more violent from from Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but... Well, which version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Um, There's, like, 12 of them. um, Plus another 50. It's... Jesus Christ. And 60 more. Concept-wise, they're all pretty much streamlined for the the most part. The flood starts out as these giant, like, calamari squid-looking motherfuckers, and then they literally go inside of... Essentially, they Human attack, like they connect to your nervous system and just completely take over, mm. but mutating your body violently in the process. At the same time, so so it does everything that that invasion of the body snatchers would do, but it actually makes your external change just as much as your internal change. Phenomenal, phenomenal, oh my fucking villain or alien species of that, and it and it just and it and it actually it permeates permeates the entire series from there like i mean like you know one of my favorite lines from the whole series is in part two you know when when uh, what's his face the uh, the one covenant guy arbiter like, arbiter he's like he's like i smell death and then i'm like <laughs> I, I and like and i at the moment he said that i knew exactly what the fuck he was talking about the um i was like we're gonna have to deal with the flood in about 30 seconds the um uh, and it, it just it, just a great great thing um, again, I, I, I'm often disappointed, you know, when video games are kind of this weird thing where there's phenomenal stories and phenomenal things kept hidden from, from most of the general public. Because if you don't play video games, you're never going to find out about these stories. I would say, thankfully, Halo is such a widely known thing. And, you know, there's so many fucking gamers out there these days that most people know about it. I would hope that most people know about it. Um, now, I don't know about all the basics playing Fortnite and shit these days. But, yeah. you know, most kids from our generation are going to know what the fuck Halo is. Because here's the thing. Even if you were a PlayStation fan like I was, you still more than likely enjoyed Halo. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the reason why... That's the reason why... T- what, 20, 20 uh, almost 20 years or 19 years later, people are still buying the fucking Xbox, even though it it, it doesn't deserve, it doesn't deserve it at all. But no, like, I'm so, I don't give a shit. The only reason Xbox is around today is because of Halo. Dude, think about how like good of a game it ha- that it has to be for 20, almost 20 years later. They're still buying the same system because of one fucking game. Oh, that, no- that number dwindled hardcore oh. after the PS4 came oh, out. Oh, no, no, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. But, like, people still had brand loyalty because of how fucking good that game was. Anybody who still had brand loyalty after the Xbox One, I'm like, you, you, you're lost. I, 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 good for you, but, the, yeah, you have fun with it, buddy. The, um, uh, <laughs> I know, Brandon's like, what? In the actual fucking, I, you guys I hope talking you enjoyed about. your VCR. The uh, 
<laughs> the uh, that only got discontinued like three years ago. The the last factory in Mexico stopped making this. The um, I remember when they finally stopped making the PS2 games. I think the last PS2 game was a soccer game in like 2015 wow, or 13. One of the two. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, but if you are, and if you guys are PC gamers that are listening, or Xbox gamers, and you haven't played Halo in a long time, uh, the remastered version that they did in 2010 is actually very good. They did an excellent job with it. Oh, dude, when they released it on PC, almost every PC player in the world picked that. Because oh, yeah. we had been waiting for that shit for years. Oh, I had yeah. been holding out. I'm like, not going to buy an Xbox. I, it's going to come to PC. I know it's going to come to PC. And then finally they released a trailer. Fuck yes! <laughs> dude, and they actually have a... I don't know if they did it in the PC thing, but in the Xbox thing, you can switch between original graphics. Oh, yeah, you and, can still do it. I you love that. that Halo 1 and 2. It's fucking awesome. I love that. I still play on the original... For Halo 1, I play on the original graphics because the anniversary shit just kind of looks dumbed down. I'm like, eh. Halo 2. Halo 2 looks fucking beautiful. Yeah, they did a good, they did a good job with it. I like yeah. the remaster for Halo 1. I had no issues. Yeah, I just... Uh, there's um there's an independent guy who modded the original Halo 1 for PC and made it look way better. Mm, okay. Right. Yeah. The, the um, SPV3 campaign was fucking amazing. Fantastic. The um uh, So, yeah, no. Hey, for everybody listening, if you have not replayed the original Halo... I yeah, all high... five of you that haven't played Halo. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> The, uh, I highly, highly recommend it. I couldn't recommend it anymore. It's, it's the, that is the game that separated me from becoming the, you know, the kid who just played N64 because I thought it was cool. And like, yeah, I, I put a lot of different games in N64, but that was a transition between me being a kid gamer and an adult gamer. Like that, that was that, that transition where, you know, like stuff on Nintendo was cool and when I played Resident Evil and Turok, like I thought I was getting away with something, but like when I got when I got to Halo, like I was like I'm an I'm an adult gamer now, like and this is this is really fucking cool. I still find it funny that my that no one ever stopped me from playing games after I played Turok because I was fucking insane playing that. I just sit there beating the shit out of dinosaurs, watching the pools of blood come out with a smile on my face, and my family would just be like. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Why? Yeah. <laughs> there might be something wrong with him. The, uh, I would intentionally torture every single person I could as violently as possible, and no one ever banned an eye. They're just like, oh, Jesus. The, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, uh, so what else you got? Um, another one? The Necromorphs from Dead Space. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty fucking terrifying. The, 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 the Necromorphs from Dead Space are the reason why I question all religion. <laughs> and I think... Oh, God, I'm going to get flack for this. Yeah, religion is uh, is a scary fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, good, a whole bunch of religious fanatics think this weird marker thing is the next upgrade to humanity, even though all it does is violently change you into a mindless beast that fucking murders everything. Yeah, that's the next step in human evolution. What the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyways, yeah, that's my list. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. The, uh, yeah, that is, that is fucking insane. The, um, uh, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of anything. Anything else? Uh, no, there's a bunch of good ones out there, but those are, like, when it comes to my favorite aliens other than the Xenomorphs and the Predators, uh, the Necromorphs and the Flood especially are definitely on my, uh, like, probably the next runners up. And then that one creature from Zaram, I, I don't know, I've always had a fascination with that guy. He's pretty fucking cool. But he's just one guy. <laughs> The uh, Brandon, you want me to go or you want to go? Um, 
You can go. Okay. The um, so I had a few. Um, obviously, uh, Night of the Creeps is is definitely up there uh, for me. Uh, it's a great movie. I, I've we talked about it dozens of times on here, so I don't want to get into too. And much I've talked about it even more. Yes, you have. The um, Brandon introduced me to that um, uh, that movie. He also uh, has a very unhealthy obsession with Tom Atkins. I, yes, he does. Really, he I have the, no idea where you guys get that. He's from. the really this doll over here says something differently. The, uh, he has a huge man crush on Tom Atkins. That came with the Scream Factory Blu-ray that you pre-ordered almost instantly as soon as it went cre- available. Because Night of the Creeps is one of my favorite movies. The, uh, yeah, but you also say halloween 3 is a good movie halloween 3 is a good movie only because tom atkins is in it no he is one of the best things about the movie he is probably the best thing about the movie but it is still a good movie see he says these things but it's like we know the reason why it's like when he tries to defend that last predator movie that doesn't exist that came out he only likes it because fred decker had a hand in making it he could try to deny it all he wants but we know it's the truth i still had fun with the movie he's a liar i think it is a far from perfect movie I have a lot of issues with it, but I still had fun watching it. He lies. Anyway, the um, I think um, I do love They Live, uh, the the uh, the 1980s Blob, which we talked about to death. Um, uh, you know, which had a great influence on all of us. Um, and then yeah, the two big ones, though, the ones I remember the most um, because they're earlier on was Cloverfield, which I really really enjoyed. Um, there's a lot of debate about whether or not that's an alien or that was from, you know, the Earth. I haven't seen 10 Cloverfield Lane, so if they, they mention... They're not the same monsters, but they are aliens in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert, sorry. They, okay. And then, well, actually, if you go by Cloverfield Paradox, because you do actually see the Cloverfield monster yeah. at the very end. Uh, it, it's more I want to say it's in, still an alien. But it's rather, I would say it's more of an interdimensional alien rather than a space alien. It's still okay. an alien. It's still yeah. an alien. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's definitely it, one of those movies that, uh, that had a big influence on me early on. Fun bit of news about Cloverfield. We're finally getting a true sequel. Okay. Cloverfield 2, written by some other guy that I can't remember the name of. That's fun. Stand by. The, the uh, walking IMDb page is on it. The, uh, He's I, searching his database as we speak. The uh, No, no, for sure. I definitely, uh, I, you know what's something funny? And everyone gave that movie such a fucking hard time when it came Ooh, out like i remember i enjoyed the shit out now because I, I remember when i first saw it i'm like i like that i've never seen a fat like because i didn't see um what's it called when it first came out um paranormal activity no not paranormal blur witch yeah okay paranormal activity came out later i believe cloverfield that's was right. first that's right yeah the, cloverfield um, was the first movie i saw that by was, like a year yeah. yeah cloverfield i saw i'm just like that gave me more hope that i could do movies like because it's just like shaky cam and stuff like that you know it's like a handicap i'm like that's fucking cool i love this idea it's it's cool it's unique it's interesting it made me feel like, oh, sweet, I could do a movie like that. I didn't realize all the special effects. I'm, I'm Like, that thought didn't cross my mind at the time. I'm like, these guys still have a billion-dollar budget, and there's no way in fuck you could do the Statue of Liberty head thing that they do, the little mini monster things that they do. You didn't know how to do a blood, a, an exploding chest thing. That was behind a fucking panel, by the way! They had to get that PG-13 rating. Oh, uh, I fucking hate that. I know. The, um, uh, but, the, uh, but I remember the... Uh, there was also an element of quality with that movie. Like the set design was amazing. Like the environments were amazing. Look what it felt like to me. It felt like walking through a haunted house. Like you know, like and somebody took a video camera of a haunted house. Like good one. A real like like going to Halloween Horror Nights. Like that. Like the environments are amazing around you and it gets you in that in that mode. And like the found footage element of it was almost secondary. Like it it enhanced the experience yeah. for sure. Made you feel like you were there. But like 
there was so much, and I think that's something that a lot of these found footage movies never took from Cloverfield, is that yes, like found footage can be very effective, but everything else around it has to be awesome. Exactly. Like it can't be bullshit going on. Like I felt like it's like the first time you get to see a a Godzilla-like movie, you know, a kaiju movie, from the perspective of the actual person on the fucking ground living in that scenario. Yeah. The um, I was like, that's cool. I haven't seen... I wanted to see more about the monster, don't get me wrong. That's why I was hoping we'd get a sequel or something, which it only took, what, 20 fucking years? Yeah, exactly. It's going to be written by a man named Joe Barton. Uh, he wrote a movie called The Ritual, which I thought was just okay. The Ritual. Why does that one sound familiar? It's was a, that the Nordic movie? It's a Netflix movie, this one. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. That was actually a good movie. Um, and he's also going to be the showrunner for that HBO Max Batman show. The, sp- the spinoff from the uh, Matt Reeves Batman. Oh. All right, I guess that's a thing. I guess that is a thing. Uh, well, but, good for him. Have fun working with uh, what's his name for longer than you clearly wanted to. <laughs> well, you know, though, I think that's that's the thing, though, too, and that's what made you know, rack good, and that's what made um, I actually enjoyed, really enjoyed it, as cheaply as it was made. I really enjoyed Hell House, um, uh, which was the other found footage. It was part of the found footage movie that we that I watched for our found footage um, uh, podcast. It was all about a haunted house that was actually haunted. And some, I feel like I watched that. Some of the editing. Did we watch that? No. The, Are um, you sure? Some yes. of the some of the editing was like really good. How they would mix in like actual news footage and like news interviews with like the what was going on inside, and then they would show like the end of the movie at the you know at the beginning, and like you would fit, fit things together. They made it engaging, like you know, and that's the part that I think a lot of those found footage movies miss. Like I was saying, is that you have to have something that you can't just like. You know, do Shaky Camp 9000 and, like, expect, like, you know, just magic to happen. Like, you have to actually... Have you ever seen The Devil Inside? No. That may be the worst found footage movie I've ever seen. It is the one that infamously ends abruptly and a black screen with text comes up saying, for more information, go to this website. What? Wait, hold up. What? No, I know I haven't seen it. Oh. What? And it's not like the movie was good to begin with. And in fact, um, Justin and I started uh, watching Holliston, and there's a season two episode that makes fun of that. Oh my god, that is amazing. That's like what the, year did this come out? Uh, Devil Inside. So they took was... the EA approach, huh? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> come here for a paid DLC. We figured out how to do it in movies. Ah, uh, you pricks. 2012. Oh that is fucking retarded. Shit, I completely missed that one. Oh my god, I'm I'm glad I missed it. It is awful. The, and uh, then you don't even get an ending. The uh, I am very very happy and that bullshit ass DLC endings. What else yeah. has he directed? He also directed the same director as Devil Inside. Also did Stay Alive. Well, uh, that explains a lot. Oh, that was that video game movie? We don't talk about that. They got edited to hell. Yep. He also did The Boy and Bram's The Boy 2. Moving along, what other alien movies do you like, Mark? (laughs) That aren't Alien or Predator. Yeah, the uh, I already talked about that. I know um, the other two I wanted to chat about, mention, is one of them was Signs. I really enjoyed it. I know a lot of people don't, but I do did enjoy it. Signs is a movie that I do want to rewatch because I watched it when it came out, which was many fucking moons ago. It's ve- I- it's thriller more than it is horror. I do enjoy it. It's probably one of the better of M Night Shyamalan's movies. The um, uh, I, I I enjoy what's going on in the family dynamic. 
it, it's it reminded me a little bit of Poltergeist. Like it's a normal family just dealing with a crazy situation. So um, and there's obviously a little bit more to it. You know, a little bit more drama oriented. But um, uh, but yeah, the uh, I definitely enjoyed it a as a kid. I think I watched it like maybe five six years ago, and I still really did enjoy it. Gotcha. I, I just want to see it if... since I haven't seen it since I was a teenager. But all those things you mentioned are things I remember liking about it. Yeah, the um, I don't know a lot of people like I think a lot of people uh, you know wanted more get, alien action. Yeah, wanted more alien action, yeah. and like that was not really what the movie was about. The movie was about the family. It's very like. It's very much Stephen King. Like Stephen King, it's, you know, that old quote, it's not about the monster in the house, it's about the family that lives in the house. They, um, and that's what Signs was, was like. It's about the family dealing with the bullshit that's going on. And, you know, <clears throat> and I think it's a... <clears throat> excuse me. It's a really, really good movie. I've always enjoyed it. The um, Again, I think... With, you know, M. Night Shyamalan gets a lot of fucking hate. Um, and I think a lot of people have a really hard time with him. Um, uh, the, um, He's I, making a bit of a comeback, if yeah, you ask me. Yeah, I, I think he is. And I also never thought he was that terrible. Like, I, I mean, yeah, like some of the movies I... Well, I after okay. he released, what was it, The Last Airbender? Which yeah. I told oh, everyone well. it was going to be trash, but nobody well, fucking well, I mean, listened. Well, I had no interest in seeing that. In the, um, and, you know, but... I the one I, one of the movies I enjoyed that a lot of people hated was uh, Lady in the Water. The um, I never lot, saw that. One. A lot of people fucking hated that. Wait, I he did it. that one. Yeah, a lot of people fucking hated that one. Yeah, Dude, I remember it was me, Wes, and a few of his other buddies. We got drunk on Halloween once, and we just were like making stupid prediction of, pr predictions on what was going to happen. Yeah, what if Zeus comes into this? Yeah. I don't know why we went to Zeus, but it's like, what the fuck? Why would Zeus come here? Who knows? This movie's fucking random as shit. It was. It, it is pretty random. The um, uh, it is definitely pretty random. So, and the one I, I got two more, and then I'm done. Um, the one I will mention that I need to rewatch. I have a love hate relationship with it. I actually saw it with with Brandon. Um, it, it was Color Out of Space. Um, there are parts of it that I absolutely love, and there are parts of it I don't. But I need to rewatch it per Brandon's recommendation and to, Justin's and Justin's to watch it again. I have my issues with it. Um, I wonder if the issues will still exist after the fact. Um, like it's, I just need to because I had it's those. It's good. Same, it's really, it really is good. Like it, yeah, because I had those same issues as you the first time, but it's upon seeing it the second time and I know what the movie was, I kind of realized okay, my issues with the movie the first time around weren't really issues. It was one of those things, one of those situations of I would have directed the performance differently but just because i would have directed it differently doesn't mean what we got is bad and you know what and no and that's true and and zach you know it, essentially and this is me not even spoiling anything there were moments that were supposed to be serious but then ended up being well how do you know they were supposed to be serious exactly like, you, you guys think it should have been something but it wasn't it, 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 I, you know what though i don't know what it was supposed to be i just know how i reacted and i know how the audience that we saw it with reacted and i and i did not agree with the audience reaction they um, but i understood why they reacted that way and i'm like i'm like this makes me feel good. it's not a conventional movie let's put it's it, that it way. is not it is not and and also too i'm giving it it's a little bit of criticism here i actually very much enjoyed it it is a stunningly, it's a stunning looking movie. Um, the visual effects are fantastic. The crazy shit that goes on in it is great. There's phenomenal tension. It, it is a really good movie. I have, like I said, I have my problems with it, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it is a good movie. 
The last thing I'm going to mention, though, and I'm shocked that you didn't mention this one because I know this is one of your favorites and it's one of mine, is Pitch Black. The, um, uh, the, Pitch Black is a great movie, and I, I do love it. You know, I mean, actually, you know, technically Vin Diesel is an alien. <laughs> they, but And also, too, they land on a planet where they're dealing with cannibalistic aliens. I know. That the, movie was fucking awesome. They, I do love that movie, but... The um uh, and and I I've always really had a special place in my heart for that movie. I also have a special place in my heart for movies with very very interesting characters that you know have had a very rich backstory, and you know they're gonna have a very rich story going forward. But it's all about this one moment in time with this very interesting character. The thing I love about Pitch Black is be- Riddick was such a cool character. Not only did he get three other movies. No, wait, what's the three movies? And like two okay. sequels, an animated movie, and a video game. Two video games. Yeah, it's two he videos. got so okay. much expanded lore because he was such a badass character. It's just like, oh god. And I, I want him to do more. Fuck Fast and the Furious. Those movies suck. They... Do more Riddick. Come on, Vin Diesel. Screw Groot. He's a bitch. Do Riddick. Come on, man. The uh, and there's you know what's something funny though and I and I enjoy Chronicles of Riddick. It's a different, it's a completely different kind of movie. It's oh not, yeah, it's not horror at all, but it's way more like science fiction action. But the funny thing is that like there's just something really special and gritty about that first movie that's just really good. And and it's it, it, from a thematic story wise ways, it reminds me of Last Man Standing with Bruce Willis um, from the very a very specific way of saying. This is a very specific moment in this character's life. It's a very interesting character. You know there's a lot of crazy shit that happened before, but we're not going to tell you. And that's what makes it even more interesting. And you want to find out more about this character. And you learn just just enough, just enough to keep you very, very enticed. And that that's what I loved about it. That's what I loved about it. Because it was it was all about just this small moment in time where a essentially a sociopath... The um uh, becomes the lesser of evil against a bunch of cannibalistic, um uh, you know aliens that can only survive inside. And you happen to get the only sociopath that can see in the fucking dark. <laughs> it's, it's what luck you had. The um uh, and it just overall is a really cool concept. Um, oh, absolutely. Just the whole alien aspect of it. Um uh, and. Overall, just really, really cool fucking movie. I highly recommend it. Great movie, fun movie, great series, hell. And then the video games, Escape from Butcher Bay, phenomenal, fantastic video game. Fully recommend it to anybody who can get their hands on a copy of it. Dark Athena was all right. Was it? Yeah, it was all right. The um, I know that yeah, I know that there was kind of mixed bag on it. The um, uh, but yeah, the uh, those are those are my uh, those are my picks. Oh, and then Species, because that's because that's just. A, that species is fun. This, this is a ridiculous it, movie. It, it is. That is it's a ridiculous stupid. movie. It's stupid fun. They, um, Brandon's they need to up. mate with humans <laughs> to reproduce. It's so stupid. And Forrest Whitaker's there for some reason. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Justin gave me his Blu-ray copy of Species for free, and I still feel like I overpaid for it. <laughs> Wait. Only the first one? Only the first one. God, that Why, so does he weird. have the whole collection? I don't believe so. That movie is so ridiculous. I but, bet Justin but watches I, it every night just like, oh, she's so beautiful. Well, not she anymore because he gave it to me. Yeah, because he got a better copy. The, uh, <laughs> God. So there, there's a season one episode of South Park where uh, Natasha Henstridge does a guest voice. Nice. And on the season one DVD, 
um, before each episode, Matt and Trey do like a little introduction to the episode. And they would talk about, oh yeah, we're a fan of Natasha Hinstridge from a movie called Species. On uh, Whenever we would rent Species from Blockbuster, we would always freeze frame in our VCRs at certain points. And then we would close our eyes and pretend that we were Natasha Hinstridge with oh, each other. Oh my god. That's, 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 that, that, is, that is pretty fucking amazing. The, uh, yeah, I just remember how, like, I remember, like, when I, I watched that movie, like, when I was really young, and I was a little... Same. I was a little freaked out by it, but then I watched it as an adult, and I was like, it's, this is fucking hilarious. I wasn't freaked out about it. I, I was more just like, the fuck is this? The, um, I think I was freaked out, but I was always like, I have the most confusing boner right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am so confused. I would just be watching it in my little corner in my room. It's just, like, it... Because I didn't have my own room when I was a kid. I had a little corner... In like this big ass living room that I would just hang out in, and I'm just like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> Dude, the good bad, good bad flicks episode on is actually pretty good. The um, I, I do, haven't watched that one yet. It's, I, I, do, I know it's up there, but it's it's one of the longer ones. It right? is a longer yeah. one, but I do recommend it. It's 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 definitely good to uh, to check out. Yeah, the species series <clears throat> is a fun series. I do recommend everybody watch it at least once. <laughs> the um uh, yeah the um uh, but yeah those are my those are my picks. The uh, Brandon. All right. Um, so I'm going to start off with what I think is the single greatest alien movie ever made. Okay. Well, you're wrong, but okay. Terror Vision. Uh, you want to just end this podcast? Yeah, I'm done. Ladies and gentlemen, that I, was, yeah, uh, this was the Nightmares we've, Podcast we've Aliens concluded? Edition. Yeah, we've concluded. Right, um, right. If you like what you hear here, please like, share, and subscribe. Right, here, are my, here are my serious picks. Here are my serious picks. Uh, Terror um, Vision. Oh. So I'm going to start off with a movie from 2020. That is not Color from Outer Space, even though I highly recommend that one as well. Wait a minute, that's a 2020 movie? Yeah. It was, I thought Color Outer Space was, was... 2020. It was at a few few film festivals in 2019, but wide release, its actual release is 2020. It was about no? February. Yeah, it was like late January, early February. Okay. 2020 was a long year. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a 2020 Russian movie called Sputnik. Ah. Uh, it's on Hulu. Why do I if feel like wants to watch it? I feel like there's a bunch of movies called Sputnik. Uh, this is a Russian one that's on Hulu. It's really good. Um, it's kind of like a mix between Alien, Ex Machina, and Arrival. Um, that sounds like it's either really pretentious or interesting. It was really interesting. It starts off on the spacecraft in the early '80s at the height of the Cold War. And there are two uh, Russian astronauts on it. And then next thing you know, the uh, craft crashed back down to Earth. Mm. Uh, one of the astronauts died. The other was injured, taken to a military base. And then it cuts to a psychiatrist who is pretty much in danger of having her license revoked for some unconventional methods of hers. And the military basically recruits her to talk to the surviving astronaut. Um, and so basically how it goes is um, she's like, I really don't know why. He, she talks to him and she's like, I don't know why you guys brought me here. I would just like to go home. But later that night, they knock on her door and they say, you need to see this. And so what's happening is every night at like 2, 3 a.m., uh, there is this alien that basically became a parasite within him. And every night he basically, 
it, from inside, the alien knocks him unconscious and then basically makes his body regurgitate it, regurgitate it out. And the alien kind of just roams around for like an hour or two and then goes back in. The uh, astronaut, yeah, the astronaut has no memory of this whatsoever each morning. Um, and so it's revealed that the psychiatrist has been hired by the military to figure out how to separate the alien from the astronaut without killing either of them. Mm. That's really, that sounds really good. Yeah. Hire a psychologist for this? Uh, yes, to kind of go, because the uh, astronaut isn't remembering anything, so it's kind of just get into his mind. Hmm. Interesting. And there are some and, other twists and turns that I'll leave it as a surprise for And they don't send the watch. troops in to, you know, hold tight the alien, don't let him get back inside! Uh, that would be my first instinct. It's just like I believe. I believe. Two. I believe they mentioned they tried that, oh. but his vitals started going down. The, oh, yeah, shit. so it's they're trying to figure out how to separate them without killing them both. Did they yeah. try surgery? I believe so. Like, like I said, it's it's they they can't separate it. Like, are, are you listening? I'm just, look, I'm just being a dick. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. You, I mean, you are. I but don't appreciate. I got to go down the checklist. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried turning it off and then on again? <laughs> this is tech support. How may I help you? Have you tried turning your computer oh, yeah. machine um, on and off again? Anyway, it's a really good movie, and the is alien. It, is, I'm assuming it's in Russian. Correct? It is. It is in Russian. Okay. Oh damn! Um, Subtitles. The alien looks amazing. Awesome. And in looking at the IMDb trivia afterwards. Um, the director originally wanted it to be a mix of practical and CG, but he just wasn't satisfied satisfied with the practical alien. So what you see in the movie is 100% CG. And I was like, this is... Russia is better than us <laughs> when it comes to CG now. I don't know if I'd say that. I would just say that uh, certain companies... <coughs> Disney! Oh, God, that cough. Is, uh, you know, lazy and pathetic. Uh, but no, the, the alien looks freaking real. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's the way it moves is awesome. It's a really good movie. I'm going to see if I can find a picture to show you guys real quick. Here we go. Those you know, of us no, listening to us, don't, you don't want to see it? No, no I, I'd, I'd actually like to see it. I'm, 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 cool. yeah. I'm like, this movie I, I, actually I know, sounds interesting, and I, I kind of do want to watch it. I know one of us here kind of has an aversion to subtitled movies. Mark? What the hell's wrong with me? It's subtitled movies. I'm, I'm cool with them. Uh, I, I meant Zach. Yeah, I'm like I'm, I'm cool with it. Look, I like to watch my movies, not read them. Read, learn, no. learn how to read. You fucking. I don't want to read. I'm lazy. I watch know. Watch this one; it's good. I um, will. Can we get a cheesy English dub version? I hope not. <laughs> um, I just want to see some dude with a high pitched Russian accent. I can't even do it. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god, that was awful. What the hell was that? What the fuck was that? I have no that fucking idea. What's the matter with you? Look, I don't know what's the matter with me. Why do you sound like Blanche Dubois now? Holy shit! Alright, Brandon, go ahead. Am I allowed to continue? Yes. Okay. Um, the children are done. <laughs> I like They Live. Oh, I love that movie. They, they I, I Live is a really good one. I mentioned it on my list. I think yep. that's one of my favorite John Carpenters. It's uh, about a drifter who discovers some sunglasses that when you wear them, it shows the world as it really is. Um, a lot of advertisements are really just big billboards that have the word buy and consume 
written on them in big black letters. I don't I don't know why me being the ultimate capitalist. That's one of my favorite John Carpenter movies because there's because you can't get much more of a fucking anti because this movie, movie is your conscience, Mark. <laughs> no. There's that, and it became more of a reality as time went on. <laughs> no, I, I I just really the movie's fucking cool. Not as much as it has one of the best lines in in horror movie history. I don't know if I call yeah, it a horror put on movie, the glasses. but... What, what's up? Put on the glasses. Uh, <laughs> no, I've come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of ass. Wait, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Zach is now upset. <laughs> Leave it to Brandon to disgrace an epic line by Brandon Oh, Piper. man. God, I love that movie. Uh, yeah, Rip it's, Piper. It's a, it's a really good one. Uh, has a really long fist fight in it between uh, Roddy Piper and Keith David. God, this it is that, it's really, really long, long, which was recreated beat for beat by South Park for their season five episode Cripple Fight. That it was amazing. really long. That, yeah, that is amazing. Um, All, the whole fight is over him trying to put glasses on him. I know. Yeah, which uh, it's cool because like Keith David would give Roddy Piper acting advice. And then uh, Piper would give Keith David like stunt advice. That's cool. So kinda, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and one of my favorite uh, behind the scenes facts about it is whenever he does put on the glasses and you just see like one of those black and white uh, cityscapes with the billboards and everything, mm-hmm. those are all matte paintings. That's cool. That yeah. doesn't surprise then me. Then they look like they're some of the most realistic matte paintings I've ever seen. That is really cool. They look cool. great. Um, the alien design's a little interest, kind of interesting. Um, they kind of just look like like spandex masks put over. A, they, they do look weird. That's what like yeah. it is a very great movie, but I always thought the designs of the aliens were just weird. Yeah, you like, know what the, I, I like that they're simple though. There's nothing particularly extravagant about them. Like yeah. they are very simple, and I think and I think it does. It, it, good it to works. The movie. It works really well for the movie, and I I don't know why. I I feel like for most other movies, I'd see that design, I'd be like, that's fucking stupid. But for this movie, it it works for it. I don't know. It's weird, but I, I don't know. And yeah. I and I agree with you, and I don't have a good reason why uh, why it works. If it, it just works. Does. It works. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Some things they they just happen. Indeed, 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 indeed. Yeah. Um, and it's based on a short story called Eight O'Clock in the Morning. And allegedly, Matt Reeves has been trying to get an adap- uh, like a more true adaptation of that short story made uh, for a while. So I don't know if that will ever come to be. Um, but if we don't get that, They Live is still a good enough movie that we're all good. I don't know how they can up that, but eh, who knows? Yeah. I mean, I've never read the short story, so I don't know how different they are. Um, because like I mean, when John Carpenter made The Thing, um, even though it's considered a remake of The Thing from Another World, yeah. his version of The Thing is more in line with the actual source material. Correct. What in the seven hells is going on with that new Thing movie that's supposedly based off of lost pages from that short story that I heard about? Uh, um, I mean, that was announced, like, what, less than a year ago, I think? No, more than a year ago now, because um, that was released, I want to say, in 2019. That, either, that's what, you mean yeah. announced? Either way, considering what most productions are going through right now, I I would say anything that was only at the announced stage, assume it's delayed. Yeah, it's usually how it goes. Yeah, because that, that was a project I was really curious about, but we'll see what happens with that one. Hopefully it's good, but we shall see. What else yeah. you got, Brandon? Um, I've got a whole list here, but I don't know which ones I want to bring up. 
Um, Choose two and move on. Bad Taste, because we watched that one recently. Oh, that movie was fucking weird. Yeah. (laughs) Never saw... saw, uh, Oh, was it... That's the one we lost with Vinny for his birthday. Holy shit. Peter Jackson's What a fucking weird movie. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. Peter Jackson did pretty much everything for that movie. He had, like, three or four roles in it, did the special makeup effects... He was the camera person. He was everything. Tale of three pitas. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, there's some gross stuff in there, too. There's some hilarious stuff, too. Like, oh, my God. I think probably the most breaking moment for all of you was when the one guy with the chainsaw, he was trying to get into the house, and he was basically chainsawing a hole for him in the wall of the house to enter <laughs> through. And he actually cut it in the shape of him holding the chainsaw oh my god what it was so brilliant what a fucking not like dude there's a bunch of like the green vomit was awesome oh god that was bad oh it's like you and him trying to put his brain back in oh god so he could function was fucking like i don't think that that works that way but okay and you pointed out that one of the characters even though there's a jacket over it he was wearing a tales from the crypt t-shirt Yep. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I did catch that. The um, uh, the I don't know. I don't know why I specifically zeroed in on that, but I, I think it's just because I've been watching yeah. your show. I'm like, shit. That's probably Tales from the Crypt. But yeah, the movie was shot over the course of quite a few years. Mm-hmm. I think he started it in 1983, and it was finally released in New Zealand in '87, and then I believe it came over to the U.S. in like '88 or '89. Okay. Um. So that's an almost decades journey from starting it to coming over here to the states and then this getting is, his course, hands on lord of the rings yep there are of course a few movies in between um his second movie being meet the feebles which i did not care for then he did dead alive if you live here in the united states otherwise it's called brain dead that was a great one um and then he did heavenly creatures which was where he got his first oscar nomination for for writing uh then he did the frighteners great Great movie. great movie which that was supposed to be a tales from the crypt movie originally but really? then zemeckis was just like this script is too good to just be slapped into the tales from the crypt you get your own movie peter <laughs> the, jackson uh... <laughs> he built the special effects studio for i think heavenly creatures originally but they only had one computer back then oh and then they but the frighteners is the one where they upped it to like i think like 20 computers yeah, because doing that wall effect wasn't easy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, what a different fucking movie for Michael J. Fox, man. Like, completely oh, yeah. different from what he was normally used to doing. Yeah. The, um, and uh, Rick Baker also did makeup for it as well. That's awesome. Um, some of the designs are in his book, which I actually got recently and flipped through, and there's some awesome stuff in that book. Nice, nice. Um, apparently, Rick Baker was going to do the designs for a live-action Gargoyles movie in the 90s that never got made. That just fucking upsets me. Yeah, that's a goddamn shame. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, bad taste is awesome. It's gross. It's hilarious. Um, it it's is interesting. A true independent film spirit. Oh, that is very true. It is a about as true of an independent spirit as you possibly can. Do. And those scenes on the cliff. One bad move, and we would not have the Lord of the Rings movies that we have no. today. <laughs> no, we would not. The um, uh, Peter do- Jackson as well. Somebody's got to hang off this cliff. Yeah. Uh, Peter, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, there We're is making a, this fucking movie. There is a behind-the-scenes photo out there, just like the camera mounts onto like this wooden construct that they made. It is like right on the edge of the cliff. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, this is the same thing I found oh. out with fucking Poltergeist Week, man. With fucking him, Steven, Steven Spielberg swam with uh, with 
uh, Jo Beth Williams in the fucking like pool in Poltergeist because she was uncomfortable because of all that wasn't because of the skeletons it was because of all this shit ton of electrical equipment and he and he literally said all right if some falls in we're both getting fried so some grip fucked up <laughs> at some point that like, we would have not no, be said on any movie set the um uh, we would have we wouldn't like I like listed like you would not have Savior Private Ryan um uh, the uh, or there be a it was a bunch of movies Schindler's List Catch Me If You Can there was like a bunch of movies up until that point that we all would have been fucked Jesus at Jesus Christ although like, I just did it in my fact I was like can you imagine being that grip to explain to the executive what you did to Steven Spielberg like I'm sorry you did what to Steven Spielberg <laughs> like yeah I electric well that's him. when he reveals I'm gonna have a time traveler from the future to prevent Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> it was 2008, where all where everything started going downhill. The uh, look, you can't Crystal tell Skull. me there's no connection. Shut up! Crystal Skull was not a bad movie. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Dude, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. And either. it wasn't worth sacrificing all those other amazing movies. I don't give a shit. Look, if we had to get Crystal Skull to get Saving Private Ryan, fuck it, it was worth it. Yeah, Saving Private Ryan, Catch Me If You Can, Schindler's List. I'm good. I'm Same. good. Minority I'm Report. Good. What's up? Minority, Minority Report. Report. Sure. The um, uh, Jurassic Park. Warhorse. They yeah. I'm like I'm good. I'm really. Adventures of Tintin. Yeah, he's earned enough tree cred at that point. They uh, that was the same. Ready Player One. Yeah. Uh, the Post. <laughs> eh, the Post is okay. We no, saw it. Wasn't. They, uh, it was. It was, it was no. all right. It was all right. No. Um. Uh, the uh, yeah, that's the thing. With I think Spielberg sometimes get a little too adult for his own good. The, uh, I want fun Spielberg back, not this Bridge of Spies crap that we have today. Uh, the uh, yeah, Look, we got Ready Player One. There you go. <sighs> Fuck you. That movie was amazing. It just it, uh, it wasn't as good as the book. It was better than the book. Reading about what they did to bring the Overlook Hotel back to life is more interesting than the actual movie. Which wasn't even in the fucking book. They made that shit up. Who cares? It was awesome. The, uh, Spielberg was friends with Kubrick. Yeah, that's true. The um. Uh, yeah, that, what a what a fucking weird thing. The um, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, bad taste. Um, I would love for Peter Jackson to do a sequel with the budgets he can get today. Oh God, that would be fucking ridiculous. I would love to see Peter Jackson kind of go back to horror. Yeah. The um, anything like I don't care. Like I mean, yeah, that would be cool. But like, just to see him go back to horror would be would be a fun treat. What the hell is he even doing these days? And he just finished up that 4K remaster of the Lord of the Rings and Hobbits movies. He oh, did that okay. one uh, World War One documentary. Which I would love to see. Yeah, I still need to see that one. I heard, cool. uh, Marcus said it was really good. Lucky bastard. Um, let's see, does he have anything in development? He has a Beatles documentary coming out. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you, you see how fucking obsessed the man was with the Beatles. Fair. Then, oh yeah, that's uh, right. He had the cardboard cutout in his yeah, car. Yeah, bad yeah, taste. he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he I also, forgot about that. The um, uh, what else you got? Um, let's go with for my last detailed pick, Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> because really? it is technically an alien. Yeah, it is true. That really, is, that it is, is technically that, an alien. That is true. Uh, okay. Dude, have you actually seen that? Have been... I have. I saw it in a music class at one point. I'm like, this is boring. Dude, you need that to seems see like it. the wrong place to see that. Dude, movie. you need to see that. You need to see that movie again. You would fucking laugh. It's hilarious. Uh, also, so... when was that? Dude, dude, a lot of it's movies that you think about it that long. Yeah, dude, a lot, a lot of movies <laughs> it's that time you, to give it another I shot. I think yeah. I was somewhere between sixth and eighth grade. <laughs> dude, yeah, 
Yeah, dude, you need to see this. There's so many movies that you claim to fucking hate or not like. And especially you, now that we have the actual director's cut with the original with Frank Oz's original ending, which is so dark, by the way. It's extremely dark. Like, I knew it was going to be dark going in based on what people said, but seeing it for myself, I was like, wow, this is so much darker than I thought it was. Feed Missimo. And with, like, the tone of everything before it just makes it feel even darker. Everybody dies. Yes, they do. Roland Emmerich would be jealous of the destruction at the end of that original ending. Yep, I, rem- I remember. I feel like I'm just going to be disappointed. The uh, dude, it's it, it is a very very fun dude. If you liked Evil Dead the musical, then you'll like you'll like this. It's 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 dark. Plus, the puppetry and effects on Audrey Two is amazing, yeah, especially for 1986. It is. It's been a couple of years for me too. The yeah. uh, that I remember, you know. Dude, I had a lot of good friends in musical theater that, you know, I had like two group of friends in musical theater. I had one group of friends that liked all the very popular things. So I listened to, because Wicked was really big back then, and like a bunch of those oh, other God, things. Wicked. And Phantom, and like, but I had the other group of friends that introduced me to Little Shop of Horrors, and Avenue Q, and and all the other like, you know, Sweeney Todd, like, they, they were the, I had the other group that, that, that taught me all these things, and I watched Little Shop of Horrors with them, and, and like, I fucking loved it. The, uh, so I had those two groups to, to, to have the dynamic. Dude, I remember the craze for Wicked, and I'm just like, this looks fucking stupid. It, dude, it is a good musical. It really is. It's a good story. The, um, I don't even know what it is. The, um, it's, the, it's the other side of, of The Wizard of Oz. It's her side of the story. The, um, and how things are... Whose side? The witch's side. How things are not as black and fucking white. It's kind of like how what they're doing with Cobra Kai. Or black and green if it's the witch. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, fucking I just remember all the pretentious people I knew. And shit, this was when I was still in fucking like high school and elementary school. I'm surprised I even knew some of these kids back then. Very few and far between. But it was just like, dude, shut the fuck up. This is stupid. Dude, it, 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 the, the craze became a little bit too, uh, too much. But when you actually break it down and you really, like, and you watch it, it's good. It's, it is very good. It's good. It, it, it doesn't deserve the... The overhype pom- the, that it got? No, not necessarily. Not the, the pompous attitude that people had towards it. Like, it deserved the hype, but not the pompous attitude. They, um, nothing deserves the pompous attitude that people had for this. They, um, uh, you know, that's the thing I, trust me, that's my arguments with fucking theater people that I've had for years about their fucking over attitude on shit. Like, they get too... Too into shit? Too into <laughs> shit. Like, I'm, no, no, no. Like, like, you can get too into shit to the point of being a pompous prick. Oh yeah. The um uh, like it's not that serious. It's it's a bunch of fucking people singing and dancing on stage. Oh my god. En- it's, it's the greatest thing in the world. Enjoy it, love it, but leave it alone after that. Like How know? dare you insult this magnificent work of magistry? Oh uh, yeah, that It was... is a masterpiece of the art of acting and for if you do not agree with me, you are a filth. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, my they, response is fuck you it's, uh, all my friends and fucking like watch Avenue Q and Sweeney Todd and Book of Mormon were all like fuck off yeah see those friends they sound entertaining and they sound cool yeah dude they, um, uh, but yeah Little Shop of Horrors is fucking amazing yeah. um, uh, amazing puppet for the killer plant um, actually uh, Jim Henson's son was one of the puppeteers for it that's cool yeah um, it's a fun movie and it's about this uh, nerdy guy that works at a uh, flower shop um, very down on his luck and his luck starts to turn around thanks to the help of a talking plant that may or may not have sinister ul- ulterior <laughs> motives I think sinister is an understatement 
the uh, my the uh, and it has phenomenal. It's uh, it's Steve Martin and um, uh, uh, yeah, Bill Murray for a scene and with Bill Murray Steve for a Martin. scene, and then you and then it's also um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. The um, and they're both fucking great. And Steve Martin is a is a fucking dick, <laughs> and he's hilarious. The and he has one of the craziest fucking hairdos you've ever seen in your life. The um, it's a lot. It's a it's a fun. It's a lot of fun. What's your favorite Steve Martin movie? Oh God, uh, Plane, Trains, and Automobiles. That uh, mine is between that and Bowfinger. Oh my God! Okay, I do love Bowfinger. Yeah, that's that's dude. Dude, the Plane, Trains, and Automobiles is so fucking funny. Yeah, I need a fucking car, four seats, a steering wheel, and a and a fucking engine. The uh, he gets his ass kicked by some cab driver, and the cab driver drags him across the street by his balls. I love John Candy's like I've never seen so many drag driving across the street up by his testicles dick. before. <laughs> that is impressive. The uh, gotta yeah. say one that takes a lot of fucking strength, and two, it's Jesus. I don't want to imagine that pain. No, that sounds even, horrible. Even the Cenobites would just be like. No thanks. No, the Cenobites uh, will just do it with a fucking chain. They don't give a fuck. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I showed Justin playing Strains and Automobiles for the first time at Thanksgiving, and it was such a. Good, that was my first time watching it in years as well, and it was such a good time. Oh, it's so fu- it's so funny, and a great Thanksgiving movie too. Yeah. it's all it's Thanksgiving. The um, oh, my favorite John Hughes movie, definitely. Not my favorite John Hughes movie, but it's definitely up there. The, are, you, uh, are you one of those pretentious Breakfast Club kids? I am one of them, yes. The, um, I do love Breakfast Get out Club. Of my home. Breakfast Club is a good movie. Get out of my home. Great you get the fuck out of here. The, You're outvoted. The um, uh, Breakfast Club is a great movie. It is. The, um, uh, the, there's a lot of... It, it's that, and, like, and, and probably first Bueller is probably up there. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. Right. Um, any final thoughts? No, I, I I loved everybody's lists. I thought they were really cool. Um, uh, I really want to see that Spudnik uh, one. That sounded really, it's really, really good. Cool. It's on Hulu. <laughs> the um, uh, so it. I will. Yeah. The uh... all right. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Nightmares Podcast. Um, before I wrap up here, I just want to say I hope you all enjoyed our video mini cast last week. A little sampling of things to come. We're still working out some of the behind-the-scenes technical issues with going full-time video, uh, but it is coming. Um, other than that, though, uh, feel free to listen to any of our other previous episodes of the Nightmares Podcast, wherever podcasts are available. And also be sure to look us up on all of our social media at Midwest Horror Network on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Slasher. And, of course, if you are checking us out on YouTube, you can stab that like button, smash that subscribe, and click that little dingy bell to be notified every time we drop amazing content right here on MHN. And also, if you've already smashed the subscribe button, go ahead and uh, um, smash the share button. That'd be really awesome so we can get the word out about MHN and all the amazing things that we have going on. These gentlemen are working very, very hard to get all amazing content out. I also do my own thing as well. And we want to get the word out to as many people as possible. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time on the Nightmares Podcast.